Welcome back to the Rectify Setting the Record Straight. I am your host, Kiana Sanchez, aka Keo. I am so glad to be back with you guys. I know I took kind of a brief, you know, two weeks away from this, but I had to really gather some information on the truth before I can get back on here. But on today's podcast, I want to share with you guys the things about the kingdom of God. So today's topic will be the kingdom of God. So hopefully this episode will be a blessing to you just as much as the things I've learned throughout the weeks have been a blessing to me. So let's get into this episode. Okay, let's get into today's episode. I am glad to be back on here because I I took a break for the simple fact I wanted to give you guys something that's real and very much authentic and that's truth and you already know me for if you have listened to my first um few episodes or even the introduction of my podcast I wanted you guys to hear nothing but truth so I don't want to just hop on here you know all the time just giving very similar things I want to give the truth and we know that the truth is the same but When I say I don't want to give, you know, all the similar things, I have noticed the titles of my podcasts have been somewhat in the same category. So I want to kind of branch out into more truth. And the truth that I'm talking about today is uh, the kingdom of God, which is the only truth, the truth that's only spoken of in the Bible. And when I've been out on my little break, just basically studying and trying to get the truth for myself... I have really, like, learned and received a lot of revelation from the Holy Spirit about the kingdom of God because this is something that is so neglected in the Christian world today, in modern-day Christianity. And this is something I want to point out before I get into the kingdom of God, is that we have to do away with religion. I know a lot of people may think that they're not in religion, but... They're in religion because a lot of people are pursuing God for the benefits and things they can get in this world. And we shouldn't be trying to seek God for the sake of having things. We should seek God for the sake of having relationship with him and to understand his righteousness, to understand his kingdom. Because that's what Matthew 6, 33 says. It says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness and everything else will be added to you. So if you're struggling with anything in this world, know that. You got to seek God's kingdom first. You have to seek him first in all his righteousness and everything else will be added and supplied to you because this verse, it follows a whole, you know, chapter of Jesus telling us not to worry. And Jesus tells us not to worry about the things in this lifetime because for one, if we worry, we're not having trust in him. And from one of the teachings I was learning the other day by Dr. Miles Monroe, he mentioned how worrying is an insult to God because when you have concerns about anything and you don't trust God enough to ask him about it or tell him about it, it's like you're, you know, putting your your worry above your faith. And when you worry, it's like an insult to God because you don't trust that he can do what he says. And that's something, you know, many of us struggle with. We struggle with doubt and unbelief in our hearts because we're not trusting God entirely. We don't believe him at his word. So if anything, if you know you're struggling, I I always tell people this. Do just as the man who wanted Jesus to heal his son said. He said, Lord, help my unbelief. So if 
it be anything unbelieving in any of us we need to ask the lord help us with our unbelief and help us to believe him at his word and what his word says because we know his word is true and we know that he is faithful and that he'll never let us go you know without what he's promised us so let's keep that in mind but today as i talk about the kingdom of god i want to bring this into the light because a lot of people they rely so heavily on the old testament but just as the word of god says the old testament was a shadow of things to come it was a shadow of what christ was bringing and you know on the scene and on the mountain of transfiguration as we know it I want to refer to it as what Dr. Miles Monroe referred to it. He said the mountain of transference because this was a transfer being made. This was a transaction that was being completed. Because Moses and Elijah came on the scene, this was Moses who presented the law and Elijah, the first prophet. Because God, Jesus said, since Moses until John the Baptist... The law and prophets have been preached. In other words, these were the things that God expected in the kingdom. And until now, because of Jesus Christ, it's established in the earth because Jesus is king. We know that he is Lord. We know that he is savior. And we know that through him, we are, you know, establishing the kingdom of God. We become ambassadors. We become a kingdom priest for the Lord in the earth. And this is so important. This is why we have to study to show ourselves approved unto God. Because so many people are still living in the law. They're not living under grace. They're not living in the authority of the kingdom. And I realize even myself, I've neglected the kingdom of God because of my miseducation. And I like how Dr. Miles Monroe painted that picture. He said to be miseducated is to be wise in foolishness. In other words, we educate ourselves. We don't allow the Holy Spirit to teach us. We're doing everything according to our own understanding, twisting words to our own destruction. And we're not abiding by the word of God in the way that Jesus intended. And I go by the scripture heavily because for one, many of us have this idea that God gives us an understanding in, in a way that we understand it ourselves when we're called to be of one mind, one body, one spirit and one baptism and, you know, many people in the Christ in modern day Christianity, they live their lives as though they can be this kind of Christian and still be a part of the kingdom of God. And they try to use the scripture in reference to where Jesus says, you know, we're of one body, but we're of many parts. But that's not what he's referring to. You have to really, truly allow the Holy Spirit to break this down to you. In order for you to truly get what he's saying right there. Because if that was the case. Then just as the world portrays this lie. That there's a your truth and my truth. That's the way you know many people are operating. And that's not what God desires of us. He doesn't desire for us to have a your truth or my truth. He desires for us to establish the truth. His truth. The only truth. And when we get so caught up and carried away in our own understanding. This is where that whole misconception comes about. Where people are operating in their own understanding and ideology of things. And that's why in Colossians chapter 2 and 8, I say the scripture a lot because it's true. He says, beware lest anyone cheat you through philosophy and empty deceit, according to the traditions of men, according to the basic principles of the world, and not according to Christ. 
Like we lean so heavily on this physical world that we can't see into the unforeseen realm. We can't see into the things of God because we rely so much on our flesh. We rely so much on things that we need and we rely so much on the things that we think we want. And this is why God tells us to seek first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness. Because if we don't seek the kingdom of God, what do we seek? We seek things. We seek the things around us and the things that we think will sustain us. And these things are only temporary. These things only sustain the physical body temporarily. But what God wants to give us is to sustain us permanently. Is to sustain us, you know, eternally. And as I've been doing this digging, as I've been truly going after it, I begin to understand what God meant when he said, you know, blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness. They'll be filled. Because when you go after the things of God, when you pursue the things of God, he begins to fill you with the understanding, with the desire and with the power, the will to do his, his, you know, will in the earth, to do his work in the earth. And that's where I want us to get. Like, that's the place where I want us to get. I don't want to be this bible believing person who says i believe the bible yet i don't understand it i don't understand the power behind these pages and that's where god wants us to come he wants us to come to a place where we understand the power in this word because he said the kingdom of god is not by word but in power you have to understand how true that is because that's in if you don't know which scripture that is that is in first corinthians chapter 4 verse 20 and sometimes I, I can say I do, you know, say it wrong because of how it's written. But it says, for the kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. We shouldn't just look at the scriptures as though they're merely words. This is the spirit of God. This is Jesus Christ himself. This is truth. This is the power of God. And if we don't believe that, you really think it's going to be effective in your life? No matter how much you pray and no matter how much you speak these words, if you don't truly believe them in your heart and what they say, you're not going to receive the things of God in the way that he intended you to. This is why we have to truly read this word for ourselves. We have to truly get an understanding for ourselves, and we have to truly develop and cultivate our relationship with God. And in the midst of me studying all this about the kingdom of God, the Lord had me studying about the altar and I think I'll do another uh, episode about the altar because it coincides with what the kingdom of God is. But to stay specifically in the kingdom of God, I remember I was reading scripture and I came across Romans chapter 14 and I kind of didn't understand the chapter in and of itself. But the more I studied the word of God, the more he made it plain to me. But this verse in particular in verses 17 and 18, it says, For the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. For he who serves Christ in these things is acceptable to God and approved by men. So in other words, it's not, you know, us doing these ritualistic things, just doing it in a, a habitual manner. Like, yeah, it's good that you're doing it, but at the same time, this is not what the kingdom of God is made of. The kingdom of God is made and produced when we have the righteousness of God, the peace of God, and the joy 
of the Holy Spirit. Like we have all these things of the Holy Spirit and in the Holy Spirit. This is a cultivated relationship with him. And that's where we as a people, where we're coming to when we truly begin to have relationship with with, um, Christ. But as I sought more and more about the kingdom of God, I began to understand exactly what that scripture meant when Jesus said, since the days of Moses until John the Baptist, you know, that the law and the prophets were preached. But now, you know, but from John to now, that this is the message of the kingdom to repent. And we we all kind of see repentance as just asking God for forgiveness. I understand some people have, you know, such a basic understanding of repentance. But repentance, not only just in a sense of doing a 180, we have to look at this in a spiritual term. Because when you look into what repentance is, repentance is a change of heart. And, and the more that we come to a place of acknowledging that we can't be the same as we are. Repentance is a spiritual change. This is where we've entered into Christ and to live a daily repentant life is to live daily in the spiritual things, no longer as the old carnal flesh, no longer in the first Adam, but in the second Adam, who is Christ. And when we begin to live out of the spirit, we begin to see the spirit influencing us in the earth to be more of what we are in heaven citizens in heaven and we know we have authority we have power and we have you know the ability to do whatever god requires of us and we shouldn't undermine it in any way shape or form how big and important repentance is because this is what christ taught repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand or the king well he said the kingdom of heaven and is coming into agreement with what God established in us before we fell from, you know, grace. So when Jesus came on the scene, we read in scripture that he brought grace and truth on the scene. And it's so much like revelation in the New Testament that we have yet to uncover. But we've honestly, we've uncovered so much more than what was taught in the Old Testament because just as Paul mentioned, I believe it was either Paul or Peter. I can't remember who mentioned it, but I know it's in the New Testament in the scripture. You can look into it for yourself. But I remember Paul mentioning or one of the um, apostles mentioning how we now have the knowledge which those of old wanted and desired to have, which even Moses and Abraham desired to have. And because we have this, we shouldn't take it for granted. We shouldn't treat it as though it's just basic like oh you know I understand it I know it is whatever these things have a deeper meaning to it than what meets the carnal you know the carnal mind because the carnal minded man we know what the word of God says about it the carnal minded man is enmity against God he's against God he wars against God that's why it says the flesh wars against the spirit because the flesh has no the flesh has no desire to do what the what the spirit of God requires of us. So, when we as believers begin to step into the kingdom of God, we're entering into our ambassadorship as Christ. And when you're an ambassador of a country, well, for example, when someone is an ambassador, they are the representation 
of whichever country they serve. And we as the body of Christ, we have to truly be the representation of the kingdom of heaven on earth because we are now the kingdom of God. We are a um, inhabitant of God in the earth. So we should treat it as such. And we have to stop living in such and when I say say this, I'm not saying to not be humble. I'm saying we have to live in such a place where we're not lowly in mind and as in sense to we deny the power thereof. And we have a form of godliness, but we deny the power thereof. And we have to come out of that place. Like the more we study to show ourselves approved unto God and we present our bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, we will begin to see God working in us and through us. Like people have to realize that the power of God is in them waiting to be released and to the earth to pour over into others. This is what he means. He wants us to be wells running over because he wants us to pour into other people. He wants us to show that the same benefits we get from this kingdom, you can have it also. The same things God is giving to us, you can have it also. And this I believe wholeheartedly this is what John meant in 1 John when he said, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers. Because in now, you know, in today's world, like so many Christians, especially especially in the Western civilization, Western modern day Christianity is honestly the biggest plague in the world because not many believers in America have a sense of who God is. They don't understand the spiritual realm. And many people go on talking of the things of old. They only teach the Old Testament. And when it comes to the New Testament, they look at it in a sense of, you know, a self-centeredness. They don't look at it in a sense of God calling us all to be together. And sadly, some people use the the things of God for their own gain. They use it for their own benefits. And that's not what God wants in his people. This is not what the kingdom of God is made up of. And this is why so many people have pushed away and are, you know, pushing back on the things of God instead of pushing back the devil. Because the word of God says to submit yourself to God first. Submit yourself to God and resist the devil and he'll flee. Like people aren't pushing him back, the enemy. And this is why it's hard as it is for Americans, you know, Americans to truly see the power and things of God moving in this part of the country because it's very few of us who are operating in it and we're living in it. And we don't want to just live in this in this grain for a, a little bit. We want to live in it eternally because that's where we are seated. We are seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. So we shouldn't live as though this is just a temporary thing. This is a consistent thing. This should be a consistent flow in our life. And that's where I myself personally am trying to get to as well. And one thing I, I also realized is just as the word of God says, you know, whatever you submit yourself to, this is what you'll be under the influence of. So therefore, if you submit yourself to sin, you'll be a slave to sin. But if you submit yourself to God, you'll be a slave to God. And we know that slave isn't in the sense of what people think slaves to be. Slave is a servant. Uh, when you serve something, you're not being, you know, harshly punished or anything like that. But you're doing it in a sense to cater to it. But when you're a slave to sin, you will be punished because the wages of sin is death. Nothing good comes out of sin. And just as James mentioned in chapter one, 
of his book that, you know, anything that is of sin, that when we cultivate it, when it's full grown, it births death. And that's not what we want at all as believers. And as believers, we have to come to a place where we acknowledge what's in our life that's hindering us from moving as the kingdom of God. But the major point I want to get at in today's podcast is this, that the kingdom of God is us, the people, the people of Christ, the believers in the earth. We are the kingdom of God and the kingdom of God is within us. The kingdom of heaven is within us. And when we when I say we are the kingdom of God, it's like we're literally uh, walking entities of uh, the kingdom of heaven and the earth were inhabitants of the kingdom of heaven in the earth for a specific cause to bring heaven on earth this is why jesus mentioned that in the prayer and as believers we have to truly make it our business to be the kingdom of god to enter into the rest of god because that's what the kingdom of god is is the rest of god and we can't enter in with unbelief that's what it says in hebrews that um that the israelites couldn't enter into the kingdom of god well his rest because of unbelief and that's what we have to do away with we have to do away with every um ounce of unbelief in our hearts in our minds and sub you know subject our heart and our minds to the will and authority of christ that's what um scripture also says i believe it's in uh second corinthians or first corinthians chapter 10 where it says you know that we must um we must bring every thought, every inner voice, everything into subjection of Christ. Because if what's in us isn't lining up with what Christ has taught us, then we know it's a lie. If anything in us doesn't line up with what the, um, the Spirit of God, the Scriptures, and what Jesus said, it is a lie. And we shouldn't look any, you know, anywhere else outside of the Word of God. I understand God will use people to write books and things like that to teach us of these um, hidden messages in the scripture, the hidden things of God, the mysteries of God. And I understand there are many good books out there, but the one book we can truly depend on is the word of God. And this is where I'm coming to in a sense of life. I don't want anything, no book, no nothing, that doesn't line up with the word of God because I want to be filled with only truth. And that's one thing I liked about Smith Wiggleworth. He always said that he stood only with the truth. He never even had a, a he never had a single newspaper in his house. He never had a single magazine or anything in his house that spewed lies because he he called it filth. And he said these things are lies of the enemy. You know that's been brought into this world as you know to taint people's understanding and mindsets about things. This is why we have so much controversy in the world is because the enemy wants us to be subjected to the sensual things of this earth. He wants us to be subjected to our feelings and our desires rather than the Holy Spirit and the will of God. He wants us to do everything outside of God's will. And this is why we need to understand and know the truth for ourselves. We shouldn't allow the fear of what others may think hinder us from growing. We shouldn't allow, you know, what the world considers crazy to make us realize that what we know to be true to be crazy. <laughs> so as believers, let's move forward in the things of God. Let's truly enter into his rest and, and live in the rest of God. 
Because when you live in the rest of God, you're living solely in dependency in him and in the power of his Holy Spirit. Not by your might or by your power, but by his spirit. And this is what it says in Ephesians chapter 10. And not chapter 10, chapter 6, verse 10. And this is why we as believers, we should stand on the truth of God. This is why we need to read it daily. Because like Paul said, daily we must die to our flesh and our desires and our own understanding and everything else that is apart from God. Because if we don't, we'll find ourselves going back to habitual sins. And that's what we don't want. So on this note, I want to kind of end this prayer with, not prayer, this episode with a prayer. And I want to say this simple prayer to encourage us all. Father God, we thank you on today. We thank you for all that you are revealing to us in this hour. We thank you for all that you are preparing us for. Father God, we pray that we be the kingdom of God in the earth, that we be so heavily influenced by your spirit, that we walk in the authority and power and truth that you have given us, the love, Father God, and the grace and mercy that you have established in the earth in us, Father God. We pray that we be wells running over, that we pour into the lives of others, that we touch every other individuals that are in need of you, Father God. We pray that your will be done in the earth as it is in heaven, in Jesus' name. All right, you guys, you be blessed, and you allow God to just truly open your heart. Allow him to really pour into you. Really devote your time to him, because these days are really, they're getting dark. It may not seem dark to many, but these days are getting very dark. And in such a dark time, we need to be the light of the world. All right, you guys, be blessed. This is the Rectified, setting the record straight. And once again, I am your host, Kiana uh, Sanchez, a.k.a. Keo. And I pray that you all have a blessed and prayer-filled day.